my mic on here tonight out there? Can you guys hear it? If not, we'll go to the handheld. We good? All right. If you have your Bibles tonight, be turning with me to Isaiah 58. Isaiah chapter 58. Those of you online, uh, turn with us here tonight to Isaiah chapter 58. I'm always thankful for the privilege here to minister at Lakeside. Um, Melissa and I, this is now, I'm getting used to saying it, but this is truly our home church. We have uh, been blessed here. We've been fed here. We've been able to be in ministry here, and, and we're just thankful for the opportunity from Jason and Summer. Uh, we're, we don't take it lightly, so it's a privilege here tonight. We had a great drive-in service this morning, and uh, we're going to try to do that, continue to do that till this thing is all over. But I, I feel that I have a word from the Lord here tonight. I want to be careful when I say that. But uh, Isaiah chapter 58, just going to read three verses here to start out with. And uh, I pray that it would, you would allow it to challenge you. Those of you online, those of you here in here tonight, just uh, even though it's a few of us, this is challenging to anyone that claims the name of Christ, period. Um, so Isaiah chapter 58, beginning in verse 1, said, Cry aloud, spare not. Lift up your voice like a trumpet and show my people their transgression and the house of Jacob their sins. Verse 2, yet they seek me daily and delight to know my ways as a nation that did righteousness and forsook not the ordinance of their God. They ask of me the ordinances of justice. They take delight in approaching to God. Wherefore have we fasted, they say, and you see not? Wherefore have we afflicted our soul, and you take no knowledge? Behold, in the day of your fast you find pleasure and exact all your labors. Now I want to preach a message here tonight. We're just going to get right into it, entitled, Remember Your Faith. Remember your faith on a personal level. Don't let faith pass you by. We, we all know what to do as it regards the Christian religion, so to speak, the religious things, but we want to have a faith of our own. So I want to challenge you here tonight with the, with the subject entitled, Remember Your Faith. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, come before you in the name of Jesus here tonight, and I thank you for this opportunity. I pray that you would help me to preach that what I believe you've given me, help me to say it in the way that you would have me to say it, and that your people may be blessed, that they may be challenged, changed, strengthened, encouraged, and it's in Jesus' name I pray. Everyone said amen and amen. I don't know how to preach then still. I'm going to just get that out of the way right now. I just don't know. So I'm, I'm going to try. I'm going to walk just a little. But there's times as a preacher, as a minister of the gospel, there's times that you think you've heard from the Lord, there's times that you hope, and there's times that you know. Now, I want to be careful with that. Um, I, I, I said it before, I don't want to put words in God's mouth, but I want him to put words in mine. But here tonight, I, I, I had one of those aha moments, if you will, about a week ago. Uh, May, I think it was last Monday night, and it, 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 it just was rolling all over me, talking about 
remembering our own faith, talking about having our, a faith of our own. Now, what do I mean by that? I'm talking about, and I don't got no fluffy introduction here tonight. I'm going to just get right to it. I may preach for 15 minutes. I may preach for 45, but that, that remains to be seen. But I just want to go right to it. We all know the situation at hand. We all know what's going on in this nation. And I have to remind myself, it ain't only in this nation, but it's around the entire world. It's a historic time like we've never seen before in all of our lives. Uh, I know people that are 70 years old, they never experienced nothing like this. I'm young, and for whatever reason, uh, I, I've experienced this at a young age. But yeah, there's people who live practically their whole lives, and they've never seen nothing like this and what we're in. But we all know the deal, so I don't need to stress it. We're on lockdown. My opinion don't really matter. In the past, I've said my opinion standing right behind this pulpit, but to be blunt, honest with you, my opinion just don't matter. We're on lockdown until further notice. Hello? Now, with that being said, every, everyone and their mama and their brother and their sister and their cousin has made a Facebook video. Hello? I'm talking. I've made one. Now, I hate, I don't, I don't, I don't like doing all that. Some of you watching may have seen it, and, and we're going to talk about that here tonight. Um, but it, it ain't about, uh, I've seen so many videos, and I know you all have too, that when you're scrolling and you see a, a live video or a video that's more than three minutes long, you probably just keep scrolling because everyone's had something to say about the situation at hand. Amen? And, and I don't know about you, but I stood right here behind this pulpit about exactly a month ago to the day. March 19th, I looked, went back and looked at it. It's been about a month to the day. And I said, and I talked about how that we have to get in our prayer closet. We have to fast. We have to seek God. We got to get close to God because Jesus said that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. And the, the prophet Joel said that he said, call your, or call, the Lord said through him rather, Call a solemn assembly, rend your heart, not your garments, weep between the porch and the altar. And all those things are right. And all those things are true. Nevertheless, what hit me, struck me like lightning about a week ago was, you can do all those things. And what I said, I said, so many have made videos and almost every video or post that I have seen has talked about getting closer to God through prayer, through the study of the word, through fasting. And those things are right. Those things are true. But nevertheless, in the midst of that, you can pass by the fact that we have to live by faith. And if you miss that, you miss it all. Don't matter what you do. And I say this respectfully because people have made posts, made videos, made all this stuff out of a sincere heart, non-hypocritical in any fact. It's just not hypocritical. They're being true. That's all they know. And the Bible says that we ought to seek God with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength. But at the same time, we got to have a faith of our own or else it means nothing. You see... So I'm saying people have, have made these, 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 all these posts, these videos, these things, 
But at the same time, if you do lock yourself in your room until April 30th, I know other states are already saying until June and beyond, but if you lock yourself in your room for that long, right when you walk out, the devil will still punch you right in the face if you don't know where you stand in Christ Jesus. Amen. And we're going to get there in a moment. But Israel did these things because it was the right thing to do. These verses we're talking about. Devil, get out of my microphone. Amen. But he, they did these things because they were the right thing to do. And in this time... I, I, I dare say that some of us, and we have, to, we have to ask the Lord, search our own hearts, but you may lock yourself in your room and fast until you pass out, but do you do it for the right reason? Or are you doing it because you think you have to do it, or else God will be upset with you? Because if that's the case, then you're living, you, you don't understand the gospel, because the Bible said, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for the ungodly. So before you could lock yourself in your room and fast, for 21 days or 30 days or two weeks or three days or one week, God already loves you. And if you don't do that, he still loves you. Amen? So never equate the love of God with your works. You, this is unmerited favor. You cannot earn his love or his grace or his mercy, but that's a good thing because I know what a wreck I am. Amen? And like someone said, if the gospel hasn't offended you yet, and there's a good chance you don't understand it because when it offends you in the fact that your works do not please him, then you have to fall at his feet and plead for mercy because I don't know what your Bible says, but mine says without faith it's impossible to please him. And that's what I want to talk about here tonight. That's what I came to talk about. But Isaiah also said they honor me with their lips, not their heart. You see, they fasted because it was the right thing to do that they could show God, I did it. But really, it's to search your own heart and say, Lord, forgive me of my sin, create in me a clean heart. Oh, God, renew a right spirit within me. Make me more like you. That's what this whole thing's about. But it starts with me. Amen. I put myself at the forefront of this because I almost fell in this trap. I was talking to a friend the other day. They labeled this time as a moment of mercy. This, this, this period that we've had. People aren't working like normal. People aren't out doing the things they can't, they could like normal. But it's a time that we can search our own hearts because Jesus is coming back point blank period and he's going to come sooner than we think he's going to come like a thief in the night and I'm and I believe that it is a moment of mercy because down the road see this really ain't nothing the the virus itself but in the future when when real things really start to happen this is a moment of mercy to say hey get it together because the next time you might not have time if you don't know how to live by faith now, you're going to hear me say the word faith about a hundred times here tonight because it's just the truth. If we, if we fast and we pray and we read and we study the whole, the whole concept of the word of God. The Bible said in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. He didn't take time to explain how that came about. You have to just take it by faith. There are certain things, everything, rather, in the word of God you have to take by faith because 
I don't know about you. I wasn't there when Jesus died on Calvary's cross. I didn't see it, but I do. I believe it with all my heart, soul, mind, and strength. Because when I fell at that altar, asked him to forgive me of my sin, I knew at that moment that this thing was real. Amen? And it is real. But it's all by faith. Peter said in 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 6 and 7, he said, Wherein you greatly rejoice, though now for a season, if need be, you are in heaviness through manifold temptations, that the trial of your faith being much more precious than of gold that perishes. See, I said the trial of your faith being much more precious than of gold that perishes. This, this thing ain't a test to see whether you can fast for 10 days or not. It's a test of your faith. Amen. God tests your faith. And sometimes God will allow the enemy to cause trial to come against you. Well, God will bring, he'll, he'll allow you to go through trial. It's all him. It's all orchestrated by him. But the enemy can afflict you. But every attack of Satan is against your faith. Now, don't get me wrong. Your, your, your prayer life can be under, a lot of times you'll mess up your own prayer life. devil don't even got to do that. But this thing ain't really a test to see what, if, if your prayer life increases or your fasting or your Bible study increases. It's a test whether you believe God or not. And what am I talking about? I'm talking about in Calvary's cross because the fight of faith is to believe that what Jesus did is enough for everything, period. And I'm here to tell you it is enough. Glory to God. Trust him and see. There's this phrase been coming across my soul, tremble to trust him. You're, you, some of you, you're trembling, and there's like a gulf that you just got to cross. You just got to take that leap of faith because maybe you, you struggle to trust him. And you may feel that your sins ain't forgiven. Amen? My dear, I got any Christians in here tonight. I'm talking about sometimes it don't, you don't feel God. Sister Summer said it a while ago, or last week, Gemma said, Mom, it doesn't feel like Easter. And she meant it in a good, it was out of innocence. But I, when you take it just a little far, further, we, we, we are used to Easter. We are used to church. We are used to these ones, and when they're stripped from us, we don't really know what to do, and we got to ask ourselves, have I been living by faith? i got to ask myself, because i found in the past that I put more faith in my church going than I thought I did. Amen. Now, personally, that's something I haven't struggled with in a while because I know that if I don't go to church, I mean, God's, I'm living for God by His grace 24-7. God's watching over me 2, 3, 4, 5 in the morning. Amen. When I go to let out that dog, that dog, we got a dog named Bo, I go to let him out, I let him out, and I go to let him in, and staring at me I'm saying come in come in come in and he's staring at me and I got to chase him at three in the morning but God that has nothing to do with this but God's it's literally me Bo and God at that moment because buddy it's dark stars are out in the sky no one's there but God's there amen so that's just that has nothing to do with it but at the end of the day I have to live by faith because it ain't in my church going ain't in all that. I'm talking when you're riding down the, the road in your car. You can't be reading your Bible at that moment. Do you get what I'm saying? 
And when, when it feels like every devil in hell is in your car oppressing you, you have to know that kept through Calvary's cross, all principalities and powers have been spoiled, and he made a show of them openly. Glory to God, and you are in him, he in you. And through him, you are victorious. Glory to God. If you don't get this, it is going to be defeat and failure on a constant basis. But if you do get it, and you can, and I prophesy it that you will, and I ain't no prophet, but I prophesy it by the, by the grace of God that you will understand how to live for him in just a short while if you're struggling in that area. But God is looking for faith, because without faith it's impossible to please him, but more particularly, purified faith. Amen? Faith that God exists really ain't enough. That ain't what this is. Everyone has faith. But it's believing in him and the fact that he died for your sins to save your soul and for the fact that he's already taken care of your entire life. He purchased you. You are now his. And your life is in his hands alone. Glory to God. But it's so easy to get lost in the church activity. And I got to say this for myself, Melissa and I, ministering twice a week, we just, we were now on the praise and worship team. It's easy to get caught up in that. I mean, I'm at this church at least four times a week. So it's easy to get caught up in that and allow your faith to slip, to pass you by. Amen? And the enemy, can will lull, he'll lull you to sleep, if I could use that term. And you'll be further from God than you really thought you were really in no time behind religious activity. But my question would be, are we still missing the point? Because now I know, now we we got great preachers out there right now preaching this gospel. Thank God for it. But Brother Jason, I understand that we, especially in the Pentecostal world right now. we got a lot of fiery preachers going out here, preaching this, preaching. I understand, I said it the other day, and I'm going to say it again. I understand that if God can get Jonah out of the belly of the whale, he can get you out of anything. Amen? I understand that. I understand that if he can get Jonah out of the belly of a great fish, he can get you out of any circumstance. But there's the milk of the word and the meat of the word. Amen? And I'm talking about where is your faith? I'm talking about, is it law or is it grace? Amen? Now, before I get into law, I just want to look at this real quick. The goal of God, I would say, and there are many, but two of the primary ones, and I want you to hear this closely, write it down if you're at home, if you want to put this down, two of the primary things that God wants to do with you, and I could mention a few more, but I'll just mention these two Number one, to rid you of sin, that sin would not dominate your life. The Bible said in 1 Thessalonians 4, 3, this is the will of God, even your sanctification, talking about making you holy, but it's something that he does, not you. And also to conform you into the image of Christ. We can't do either one, amen, but that's his goal, is to make us more like Jesus. Then can men see our good works and glorify our Father, which is in heaven. But Peter talked here about the purifying of her faith. In Timothy, Paul talked about faith unfeigned. He told, he told 
Timothy to fight the good fight of faith. James said, be not double-minded. Jude talks about earnestly contending for the faith, etc., etc. And I, I could just keep going. Paul said in Romans, the just shall live by faith. Paul said in 1 Corinthians, we walk by faith and not by sight. Jesus said that a lot of times, he said, your faith has made you whole. A lot of times he said, do you believe that I can do this? And man, so I'm talking about the whole thing is about faith. And we can miss this behind our good works. Now, if you ain't praying, if you ain't reading your Bible, you're just doing yourself harm. Amen? You're just not, that's, 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 I don't know, that's like having a car and you have to walk 10 miles or get in the car. Just get in the car and drive. Or you can walk and it's just going to be weird and it's going to be harder, it's going to take longer. Amen? The Bible is everything. I said that Jesus said, and I'm going to preach this till I don't preach anymore. And our young people have heard this, and we're going to keep saying it. But Jesus said, you shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. And I'm here to tell you that the word of God, when he speaks, it's so powerful you can live off of it. A man can live off the words of God. So, for me to not read his word is just foolish on my part. But yet his love and his grace abounds through faith alone. Not based on how much I read or I don't read. But a lot of Christians, unfortunately, and they're good. They are good people. I'm not talking about fools. I'm not talking about bums. I'm not talking about people that are out here hypocrites and acting crazy. I'm talking about the most innocent Christian you can ever think of on the face of this earth loves God with all their soul. But they think that they have to read and pray their way through the coronavirus epidemic. <laughs> no, 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 no. I hope that you do pray and read during the whole time. But again, it's going to come to an end. And then I'm going to have to live by faith when I go back to my regular schedule. So the faith is the foundation. Amen. And I could end this whole sermon right now, but I won't. But the foundation is faith in Christ and Him crucified. And I encourage you to go over these scriptures that I just spoke of. But the cross accomplished. Now what now let me let me say this real quick. A lot of Christians have their faith in works. Or, unfortunately, a lot of them are trusting in the media. Was working not long ago, I'm talking two days ago. And we were out there, lady, and you know, Lord bless her heart, but lady in the backyard, in her backyard, no one around, beautiful day out, with a mask on, just doing yard work. And I'm like, this thing ain't just going to flow out of the sky and just slap you and kill you. That ain't what this is. I'm sorry. And we got a lot of, and we, we seen a brother, we was on the lake. He was wearing a mask, driving a boat. Let's just use our heads a little bit on that. You don't got to dig deep. You don't got to, just common sense. God gave us that, use that, and you'll be all right. And, and that's just that. And we're talking about people that are 50 years and older. Hello? I'm not talking about seven-year-olds. I'm talking about people that should just know. 
But nevertheless, the cross accomplished everything you need. Amen. Salvation, healing, victory over sin, the world, flesh, devil, everything you need, Jesus already accomplished for us in the fight of faith. We, we like to fight within ourselves. We like to fight within our works. And we want to live a life pleasing to God. And we want the fruit of the Spirit. But let me remind you, it's the fruit of the Spirit, not anything that we do. I said it a million times. If I could pray or read my Bible and that makes me more holy, makes me more like Christ. You see, the blood of Christ makes you holy. But if I thought that I could, ju- I would just read it all day. I'd just get up, read, and then I'd be more holier when I went to bed, do it the next day, next day, till I'm perfect. But that ain't never going to happen. I ain't never going to be perfect this side of the grave. But I'm here to tell you that through the blood of Christ, you will be presented faultless before the throne of Almighty God through his blood, and you will give him praise, him glory, because he did it for you. But you believed it. Glory to God, out of your free will. And now it's his grace that you even had the chance to do that. Let me just say that. But we have to accept it and believe it, and it's a one-step program. Amen. It ain't three, four, five, but only one, and thank God that it is. Because while I can't do anything, While I can't do much, I can believe. What is law, though? Some would ask, because the Bible talks about law many times, and a lot of people, I'm afraid, think that it's the Ten Commandments. While it is that, if you try to accomplish the Ten Commandments on your own, that's living under law. But really, simply put, living under law, or walking after the flesh, is as Paul talked about in Galatians, really is simply trying to please God by something you do that is so-called good. Tree of the knowledge of good and evil in the Garden of Eden, there was, we all know which is wrong. We know that, that, that smoking, drinking, doping, cussing, lying, backbiting, all that foolishness is sin. That's evil, wicked, ungodly. But the things that are, are displeasing to the Lord as well are the so-called things we think are good that is going to earn the grace and favor of God. Amen. But my Bible says in Romans chapter 7 that you have been, you are now dead to the law by the body of Christ, that you should be married to another, even to him who has raised him from the dead. Now I want that you should bring forth fruit unto God. So you got to understand, as a Christian, you're married to Christ. Now, I'm going to encourage you here because this is good stuff. I don't know about you, at least I hope it was this way for you. When you get married, both of your stuff becomes each other's. Amen? So when I got married to Christ, I, he ain't moving. You get what I'm saying when I say this. I moved in his house. Glory to God. So therefore, everything that's his is mine. Amen. He ain't looking for a date until April 30th. He ain't looking for a date while the coronavirus is going on. But he's looking for a bride, someone who will live for him their entire life. And when you get married to Christ, you have to understand that everything that's his is now yours. Glory to God. Therefore, you can rejoice and the fruit will come as you rest in that fact that he did it all. 
Glory to God. That's Romans 7, chapter chapter 7, verse 4. I encourage you to go read it. And in Galatians, I want to bring this out. We see the issue of law and grace. You see, the message of the cross, as we, I don't use that title much because it's just the gospel. But the message of the cross, if you want to term it that way, um, which I believe is right as well, the message of the cross, really, this it's, it's applicable to every situation. It don't matter. Amen? Some would say, man, we're going through something here like nationwide, worldwide, you got to preach something different. No. Because the law of sin and death, when that comes knocking at your door, and you're going to get rocked. And I'm here to tell you that the law of sin and death has mercy on no one. Romans 8, 1, 2, 3, etc. But the law of sin and death will rule your life and sin will have dominion over you if you look to your works. But it's simple. Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full in his wonderful face, etc. As the old song said, turn and look to Jesus, author and finisher of your faith. Amen. That's the gospel. That's all that God requires and everything else will fall into place. I don't know who needs to hear that tonight, but a lot of times it seems too simple for us. And in Galatians, Paul asked, did you receive the Spirit by works or by faith? He reminded them. You see, he could have listed, and he did list a bunch of sins in chapter 5. It wasn't. He didn't really talk about that the whole time. He talked about, are you living your life by law or by faith? Amen. That's what the whole book of Galatians is, is really all about. Are you looking to, the lot, with them it was circumcision. Thank God we ain't out here struggling with that now. But back then that's what it was. And you... You, thank God, amen? But that's what it was. And now, it's all, it's, it's Bible reading, prayer life, study of the word, church going, fasting for, I don't care if it's one, two, three days. You can do that stuff till you are blue in the face. And you can tell us all how you did it. But again, in some fashion, I'm talking about at best, Brother Jason, the things will be suppressed. You can put a muzzle on a puppy and he not bite you, but when you take it off, he's going to rip into your arm like you wouldn't believe. That's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about not just that thing grumbling on the inside of you wanting to come out, whatever it might be. I'm talking about it being mortified. Glory to God. I'm talking about, and that means put to death by Faith in Christ, what he did at Calvary, because then the Holy Spirit, Brother Israel, is going to change you. But I'm not talking about just you. I'm saying you in general. Glory to God. That's what this thing is, and I rest in knowing that. Amen? Except when I see the blood, I'll pass over you. Is the blood applied? And then I rest in that. He said, I like what Brother Bob Cornell said. He said, sanctification is really carrying it's like carrying my justification because the Bible said in Colossians 2.6 or 2.4, can't remember right now, 
But it said, as you have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in him. Amen. How did you receive him? We all got a testimony. Some of you, it was in your car. Some of you, it was at church. Some of you, it was whenever. But someone told you the gospel, or maybe you just opened up the Bible and fell upon one of its pages, and you talked, and it said that Jesus died for you. And you believe that, and you receive that. And my Bible says in Colossians that as you have received him, so walk ye in him. Amen. It didn't say a bunch of this, that, this, that. It said, as you have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in him. Put off the old man. Put on the new. Before the law, amen, and the old covenant talked about do, do, do. The priests with their ta- with the, in the tabernacles, all those works that had to be done. But in Christ, it is already finished. Amen. But just because I say these things, and even because you understand them, I don't want you to think you'll never have a problem again. Because assuredly you will. Assuredly the enemy will try to destroy your faith. Assuredly people will do you wrong. Assuredly God is going to put you through trials to, to test your faith. But God only does it that, you may, that it may be purified because it's more precious than gold. Glory to God, by far. Amen? So I'm talking about the purifying of your faith. And sometimes this is done by intense heat. But when you know the answer, all you have to do is cling to it. And do, do not turn elsewhere. That's really all it is. Fight of faith. I like what someone said. Now let me say this, when my point in all this is that when your routines fail, and they will, because our days just don't go as planned all the time. You set your schedule, you're going to get in the Word for an hour a day, 30 minutes a day, however, that's going to fail at some point. You're just going to have an off day. But that's why we don't live by that. We live by faith in Christ alone. And when we put our faith in him, he'll never fail. Amen. We're already going to fail. Before you even got saved, God knew you were going to fail. But he still saved you. Amen. He don't fail. Amen. Our routines are going to fail, but he doesn't. I like what someone said. And this is, this is, this is good right here. But we all want everything to go back to normal. And I'm looking forward to gathering together with like-minded believers because the weird playing the piano, no one's out there. And some of my brothers and sisters that, that I may not have been best friends with, I miss just everyone being here, period. Let alone our young people. Let alone those who I am friends with. Let alone those who I do appreciate. We're in a time where it's just pretty much flat-out weird. I don't, you can use any term you want, but it's just a weird time. And some people right now really are lonely. Amen. And I encourage you, reach out to those people. 
but we, we look forward to things going back to normal, but our faith must be purified in this time. Again, I'll say it and keep saying it, it ain't so much a test of will you fast. Now, you need to do that. But if your faith fails, see, he said to Peter, Jesus said, I pray for you that your faith fail not. And he already knew Peter was going to fail. But he said, I pray for you that your faith fail not because the enemy desires to sift you as a wheat. And he does for he desires that for every believer. But Jesus is ever living to make intercession for us. Glory to God. And we want things to go back to normal, but I want to remind you here tonight, our Christian faith ain't normal. Because as someone said, there, there ain't nothing normal about David slaying Goliath. Amen? There ain't nothing normal about the parting of the Red Sea. There ain't nothing normal about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego being thrown in the fiery furnace. There ain't nothing normal about Paul and Silas singing praises at the midnight hour. There ain't nothing, ain't nothing normal about Jesus, about a man dying on a cross of Calvary to save the entire world if they'll just believe. And there ain't nothing normal about Jesus coming back again. Amen? Glory to God. So you, maybe we need to get that. This thing ain't just normal. Maybe we got too comfortable. Amen? And we need to get out of our normal and believe God. Amen? With fear and trembling. Amen? With a broken and contrite spirit. Glory to God. Singers and musicians, if you would come up here tonight. But whenever April 30th or however long your individual states are, those of you who, wa who are watching right now, whenever that comes, don't go back to normal. Because your Christian faith ain't normal. Amen. But it is to be singular. Amen. Not double-minded. But in Christ, what he's done at the cross of Calvary. Amen. Isaiah chapter 58, verse 8 said, it's, and I won't. I, I read verses one through three, but those verses in between, you can go read them. But the the moral of it is, when you live by the word of God, He said in verse eight, "Then shall your light break forth as the morning, and your health shall spring forth speedily, and your righteousness shall go before you. The glory of the Lord shall be your reward." Amen. If you've done this thing wrong, if you have placed your faith in what you do in your good works, in your prayer life, in your Bible study. Maybe you miss the fact that it's simple faith in the fact that Jesus loves me and died for me. He'll work out the rest. Mark my words. If you'll place, turn your eyes back unto him, then shall your light break forth as the morning. You may be weighed down now by your own uh, uh, efforts and attempts to please God, but he's saying, just believe me. Then shall your light break forth as the morning. Amen. Then shall you be refreshed. Glory to God. And whatever it is, maybe that's you, but we have to repent, not only for the bad. I'm sure a lot of you have done that a hundred times by now, but maybe you need to repent of the good. Amen. So I encourage you right now, wherever you are at home, and even if you're in here tonight, we have just a few if you need to repent of maybe the good things, if you have gotten frustrated because you've tried and tried and tried to live for God, all you got to do is believe. And it's really just that simple. So as they sing it here tonight, let's just pour our hearts out to the Lord.
about being sifted, but still saved. And you'll go through those processes, and the Lord allows that. But we have to understand that as Christ prayed, He prayed that, that, that the faith would fail not. Not that you wouldn't face the storm, not that you wouldn't face the trial or the troubling times, but that your faith would, not, would, would fail not. And we cannot neglect the fact, the most important thing, and that's our faith. Thank you for the word, Terrence. Thank you for being obedient because if we miss that very simplest, that simple thing, we've missed it all. We've missed it all.